0: The deep state doesn't want you homeschooling or doing anything different when it comes to the education of your children. Stay tuned, and I'll tell you more about this existential threat to our homeschools and our educational liberty. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Behind the Deep State. I'm your host, Alex Newman. Thank you so much for tuning in today on this beautiful day that the Lord has made. Well, last week, the Washington Compost, or the Brain Washington Compost, as I like to call it, uh, they had a really interesting thing to say. Uh, you know, Never mind the millions of families who've left the government indoctrination system over the last few years. Nope. Stop the presses. There's huge news. One couple who had been homeschooled as children... Decided to send their kids to public school. And so, obviously, this is worth a giant feature story. It's actually called a Deep Read, according to the Washington Compost. Deep Reads features the Washington Post's best immersive reporting and narrative writing. And so, huge news, obviously. Uh, one couple that have been homeschooled decided to send their little daughter, Amy to a government indoctrination center masquerading as a school. And so huge news, folks. This is by uh, Peter Jameson, uh, fake news reporter, a propagandist for the deep state. Now, of course, the Washington Compost is really one of the mouthpieces of the deep state. It always has been. Uh, they've always been very close to the Council on Foreign Relations. They've always been involved with kind of the, you know their, their minions regularly go to the Bilderberg. I mean, they, you know, they're one of the mouthpieces for the deep state. Uh, now they've, of course, been purchased by Jeff Bezos, the, the fascist totalitarian who runs Amazon and uh, likes to do things like take social media companies offline if people are speaking too freely on them, uh, likes to take books offline if they warn about something that Jeff Bezos and his Bilderberg buddies don't want you to know about. And uh, So this should be understood in that vein. And so uh, they had this big story, The Washington Post. Uh, the Beals, who uh, apparently were homeschooled by Christian parents, they have revolted, and decided to send their little nine-year-old daughter, I think she is, or six-year-old daughter maybe, uh, to a public school. Now, under normal circumstances, this would not be news. In in no universe would this be news. Now, if, if it was a trend, and, and I'm sure if there was a trend, the Washington Compost would have said it, right? They would have at least found two families or maybe three. Um, or they would have had some data like hundreds of families or thousands of families. Are doing, nope, none of that. None of that at all. Uh, in fact, the entire purpose of this is to try to paint homeschoolers as radical fanatical, anti-science, uh, that they're indoctrinating their children at home. Uh, really, all the things that the government schools are doing to our children, the deep state-controlled government schools are doing to our children, they want to pin that on homeschoolers. And so we're going to see a lot more of this, folks. I actually just spoke uh, recently at a at a homeschool conference here in the state of Florida. And um, one of the things that I wanted to do was warn people about what is coming. Okay, we have now uh, a growing threat to homeschooling. Now, in the book of Proverbs, uh, it says that the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Uh, And there's a lot of naivete, I think, in in, uh, the homeschool community and the Christian uh, education community about the threat that we are facing, Um, you know, because homeschooling has been uh, legal now for a few, re-legalized, I guess, for a few decades uh, because there are, I don't know, five million uh, school age children being homeschooled in this country, maybe eight percent, maybe seven percent of the school age uh, population and then another, I don't know, 10, 15 percent in Christian schools, there's this sense of invincibility. And yet uh, I come from the future and I have bad news from the future. Uh, I've seen this movie play out and I actually watched it happen in Sweden. Now, there are big differences, of course, between America and Sweden, um, but there are a lot of similarities. And in fact, one of the things that you see is that these wicked policies, these diabolical ideas are tested out in countries like Sweden before they're brought to countries like the United States. And so I was actually there in 2010 when the government banned homeschooling. Uh, They actually nationalized all the private schools in the process. And they said that human rights required this, supposedly, right? You had to have human rights. Uh, I watched as they brutally ripped apart the Johansson family. Uh, this was a homeschool family. The, the primary reason they listed as for why they, they took this child from his family was homeschooling. Uh, and Later, they added uh, vaccines and stuff. Um, And and of course, this child just recently aged out of foster care. And so this was a a horrible tragedy. And, uh, you know, I tried to warn people that this was really following in the footsteps of Adolf Hitler. Uh, It was Adolf Hitler who first came up with the idea that the state must control all education. Uh, It should be a crime for parents to educate their own children. Uh, It's a very, very dangerous ideology. And yet it is an ideology that is increasingly being manifested, not just in the United States, but around the world. Uh, The French have now gone ahead and imposed a ban on homeschooling, and they actually specifically cited religious instruction they and you know the implication was that well Muslims are homeschooling and we don't want them teaching their kids you know jihad or whatever. Um, obviously this was an assault on Christians as well. so you know they, they kind of they imported huge numbers of Muslims into France and then they used them as a pretext to undermine a fundamental right of everyone, which is to direct the education and the upbringing of their children. Uh, now, similar laws are starting to proliferate around Europe. They're being talked about, debated. In Portugal, they they have a, a law that they've proposed last year that would effectively uh, criminalize homeschooling for most homeschoolers. Right, you have to have a university degree and get all sorts of government permissions to be able to educate your kids. And uh, this is the the attitude. That is now manifesting itself in America, that the government knows better, that the children don't belong to you. They belong to all of us. They belong to the nation. Right. Uh, and, and they're saying this now at the highest levels of power. Right. Uh, we heard uh, during the Obama administration, we heard Arne Duncan say that he needs some of the kids 24-7. Uh, check this out. You know, there's certain kids we should have 24-7 to really create a safe environment and give them a chance. More recently, we heard uh, in a very interesting Senate exchange, uh, Joe Biden's education secretary, uh, Miguel Cardona, was asked if parents should be the primary stakeholders in the education of their children. Listen to this absolutely mad response. Fairly quick answers here because I want to get to Secretary Becerra. Do you think parents should be in charge of their child's education as the primary stakeholder? I believe parents are important stakeholders, but I also believe primary educators have a role in determining uh, educational programming. And I think that's going to be a little out of focus, what I think you're going to find across all elements of education. Since they pay the bills, they raise the kids, they probably need to be the primary uh, spokespeople for their own kids' good education. And you know, sorry, folks, but uh, we got to be clear here. I am not a stakeholder in the education of my children, um, not even the primary stakeholder. I'm in charge, along with my wife, of the education of my children. Uh, God entrusted those children to us. And sorry, Miguel Cardona, uh, no, you don't get a say, right? That's just how it works. Now, Joe Biden has repeatedly emphasized this, right? Here he is. These aren't, we always talk about these children. They're not someone else's children. They're our children. Here's Joe Biden again, right? Uh, saying the same thing, basically. Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said, there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. And Miguel Cardona just tweeted this out on May 19th, right, just uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, Teachers know what is best for their kids because they are with them every day. We must trust teachers. Uh, Sorry, but parents know best what is best for their children. There's nobody in the world who loves children as much as their parents. And so we need to be very clear here. This dangerous ideology that children belong to the government, that government needs to be trusted with children. Uh, This is the idea that was held by Karl Marx, by Adolf Hitler, by Joseph Stalin, by Paul Pot, by Fidel Castro, by uh, Chairman Mao. These are all brutal mass murdering butchers whose ideas resulted in mass misery, mass extermination of people, torture, gulags, concentration camps. It's a bad idea, folks. Uh, And yet this is the idea that the UN has now been propagating for a long time. Uh, I covered this in The New American. In 2015, uh, the U.N. Uh, Human Rights Council, dominated totally by dictators, came out with this resolution saying that government has to regulate all non-government education. They said that governments must monitor and regulate uh, private schools. They said they need to impose the same standards on everyone, including non-government education. They said governments have to fulfill the right to education by Putting in place a regulatory framework guided by international human rights obligations for education providers that establishes inter alia minimum norms and standards. But they're talking about imposing government standards on your homeschool or on your private school as a precursor to eventually taking it over forever. Uh, And they're very, very open about what they're doing. Now, when they talk about the human right to education, you need to understand this means something very specific, Okay, And it doesn't mean what you think it means. Uh, If you go to the U.N. Universal Declaration of Human Rights or pseudo human rights or fake privileges, as I call them, if you go to Article 26, uh, the U.N. decrees that education shall be compulsory. In other words, you must submit to their education. And then it also says that education shall further the activities of the United Nations, And so if your homeschool or your Christian school doesn't further the activities of the United Nations, you're violating the right of these children to education. Do you see how this works? Uh, Of course, it's very dangerous, very wicked. And of course, we've talked about this on this program before. Uh, The U.N. has a very different view of human rights than, say, Americans do or America's founders do. Right. In the U.N. model, rights come from government. They come from international treaties. They don't come from God. They can be restricted or abolished at will. They say this very clearly in Article 29. Uh, They say that your rights and privileges may in no case be used contrary to the purposes and principles of the United Nations. Meanwhile, our founding fathers said it was a self-evident truth that God gave you rights. And because God gave you those rights, government cannot infringe on those rights. And this is what they enshrined in our founding documents. And yet the UN takes a totally opposite approach, and they are now institutionalizing this worldwide. Uh, In 1990, they had the Jomtian Declaration. All the governments of the world agreed that all the children need to learn from the same standards of learning. They said the basic learning content and the needs of all human beings are now a common and universal responsibility. So it's not mom and dad, it's not your school board, not your state legislature or your Supreme Court, it's the UN, right? It's a common and universal responsibility. Uh, In Agenda 21, they just came out of the closet and said it, right? Chapter 36, education is critical for promoting sustainable development. Uh, It's indispensable, they said, for changing people's attitudes. What if you don't want your children's attitudes changed, right? Um, well, too bad. Okay, the, the UN agreed, and George H. W. Bush signed this on behalf of America. They say education is critical for giving your kids the right values and behaviors consistent with sustainable development. It's got to include spiritual development, but not the kind of spiritual development that you and I might think of. Um, in 2000, they came up with another agreement. They said governments have to implement integrated strategies and in w- that recognize the need for changes in attitudes, values, and practices. So they're very open about. About this folks, Agenda 2030 in 2015, they emphasized this again and again. No one will be left behind, right? This is what this says in the document. The head of the UN called it the Global Declaration of Interdependence. The head of the UN General Assembly called it the Master Plan for Humanity. And in the document, they say that your children are critical agents of change. And in goal number four, they say that. All learners, notice that includes you, homeschoolers and Christian schoolers, all learners need to have the knowledge and skills necessary to not just submit to, but to promote sustainable development, to promote the UN's idea of human rights, to promote global citizenship. And folks, they are doing this now uh, at warp speed. They're doing it very openly now. Arne Duncan, the Obama administration, the Biden administration were fully on board with this. And folks, even um, uh, Betsy DeVos, right, uh, uh, the previous education secretary, she was on board with this. She went down to Argentina for the G20 meeting in uh, Mendoza and signed an agreement with the G20 education leaders saying we commit to facilitating the internationalization of education. Uh, this same agreement that she signed agreed to promote the development of curricula with a strong focus on values and attitudes and it supports better integration of common values like sustainable development. And lest you think she's talking only about the victims of government schools, here she is uh, just a few years ago speaking about how she thinks all education is really public education. Watch. So let's stop and rethink the definition of public education. Today, it's often defined as one type of school funded by taxpayers controlled by government. But if every student is part of the public, then every way and every place a student learns is ultimately of benefit to the public. That should be the new definition of public education. So yeah, all education is public education, says Betsy DeVos. Sorry, no it's not, but that's what they say. Now this is actually the UNESCO strategy, right? We we, we talked about this in an article that we posted some time ago. Uh, UNESCO put out a global education monitoring report on how to deal with what they describe as non-state actors in education. And so primarily they're talking about private schools, but of course this applies to homeschoolers as well. And the, the strategy is very simple. You should read the document. They say, we just need to give public money to private schools and and eventually to homeschoolers as well. And that will allow us, they say, to impose equity goals, to impose standards, to impose regulations on the private schools and on the homeschools. And so, folks, all these people telling you school choice, school choice, you know, we need government money to have school choice. No, you don't. Right. I watched this happen in Sweden. Under the guise of school choice, the government got all the private schools dependent on school choice money. And then the trap closed and then there was no more school choice. All the private schools were required to teach the government's curriculum. All homeschooling was eliminated. And so under the guise of school choice, all actual choice was banned. Same thing happened in Australia, where they used uh, government funding for private schools to take over private schools. Same thing happened in South Africa. Same thing happened in Alberta, Canada. And the same thing will happen in America, folks. We've got uh, numerous Republican states just this year have passed these voucher programs, universal ESAs. They got different names for them. And all of them, once you take the money, will have strings attached, right? Like Florida's bill is being touted as a national model, HB1. Well, once you take the money, you got to take a government test at the end of the year. You got all that testing data is going to be fed into the government system. And there will be more regulations coming down the pike, folks. Now, thankfully, working with the legislature and the governor, we were able to get homeschoolers cut out of this. So now if you take the government money, you're not even a homeschooler anymore. You can't take the government money and be a homeschooler. But, folks, this is happening all across the country. It's happening in Alaska. It's happened in Arizona. Arizona. It's happened in uh, numerous other states. In fact, in Utah, they didn't even wait for the ink on the governor's signature to dry before they started hammering for government regulation of homeschooling as a result of the public funding. Here you see a headline, Utah's voucher law raises concerns over lack of oversight in homeschooling. Right. So right after this bill was passed, now they're saying, well, hey, we're going to give homeschoolers government money. We got to regulate them, right? They might teach their kids to be Nazis. I mean, who knows what they might do? They might teach them that the Bible is real. Right. You can't have that stuff. So, folks, prepare for much more of this. Right. This garbage piece in the Washington compost, that is a a tiny sample of what's to come. Here you see some other headlines right here in the Hill. Ohio education officials are investigating pro-Nazi homeschooling network homeschoolers are Nazis. All right, here's another one from uh, the far left Vice News, a US neo-Nazi homeschool network. So folks, they wanna now paint homeschoolers as Nazis. They wanna paint homeschoolers as people who abuse their kids, right? Here's, uh, you might remember uh, from a few years ago, all the fake media around the country was uh, in a tizzy about this and uh, it was a horrible case. It was a fake homeschool family in California in 2018 that had actually abused their children. And so all these newspapers came out in unison and said, well, we need to regulate homeschooling. We need to control homeschoolers, right? Even though, of course, children are radically more likely to be abused In a government school, they're radically more likely to be sexually abused, beat up, murdered, et cetera. Um, They're far less likely to get a, a real education in a public school, but we don't talk about that. And uh, folks, there are people laying the legal groundwork right now to fundamentally destroy homeschool freedom in this country. Uh, One of them is uh, Harvard Law School's Child Advocacy Project Chief Elizabeth Bartolet. Uh, She did an article in the Arizona Law Review where she denounces what she calls the threat that homeschooling poses to children and society. Uh, She says some homes, many homeschoolers promote racial segregation and female subservience. Many questions. Science. Boom, boom, boom. How dare you question science? Forget about the fact that science is about asking questions. Um, She also says abusive parents can keep their children at home free from the risk that teachers will report them to child protection services. Some homeschool for precisely this reason. Uh, How about the kids being abused in the government schools? Massively higher numbers, massively higher percentages. In fact, there's been a lot of research on this. Uh, Abuse among the homeschool community is virtually non-existent. There are plenty of laws to deal with this. But that's not what Elizabeth Barthollet wants you to think. Um, If you read this law review article that she wrote in the Arizona Law Review, she says we need a radical transformation in the legal treatment of homeschooling and we need a related rethinking of child rights. Uh, Now, her sidekick, uh, William and Mary College law professor James Dwyer, has gone even further, right? He doesn't even think there is any such thing as parental rights. The only reason parental rights exist is because the state confers legal parenthood on people. You think I'm kidding? I'm going to show you the video in a minute. Uh, He also did an article, quote, unquote, debunking the idea of parental rights. There are no parental rights. It's just the government gives you permission to perform certain duties. Okay? Uh, watch this maniac. The state needs to be the ultimate guarantor of a child's well-being there's just no alternative to that the reason parent-child relationships exist is because the state confers legal parenthood on people through its paternity and maternity laws it's the state that is empowering parents to do anything with children to take them home to have custody and to make any kind of decisions about that so folks this is coming. It's happening, right? In 2022, just last year, Maryland created a homeschool council that, incidentally, doesn't include homeschoolers. This was over the objections of homeschoolers. They're going to gather data on the needs of homeschoolers, and they're going to advise the state on matters relating to homeschooling. Uh, in New York, right? They're they're now uh, enforcing these old laws that say that. Um, Anyone who wants an education outside the government schools has to have a substantially equivalent education to what's in the government schools. Why why would you pay money for a private school? Why would you sacrifice to do homeschooling if you were going to give them something that was substantially equivalent to the garbage in the public school system? All right. So, folks, this is coming. It's coming very rapidly. And homeschool freedom is and, and educational liberty more broadly Is one of the most important freedoms, right? The right of parents to direct the education and the upbringing of their children, which incidentally is enshrined in the UN's own fake declaration of human rights, uh, is absolutely fundamental. It's one of the most basic freedoms imaginable. Now, our US Supreme Court ruled and has ruled consistently that children are not a mere creature of the state, right? Parents have a fundamental right to direct the upbringing of their children. But as we have seen, even recently, Supreme Court opinions change. And folks, there is a war that has been declared, you just don't know it yet, on our rights to educate children according to our values and in a proper way. So I I highly encourage you folks, get involved in the political process, get involved and communicate with your legislators at the local, state, and federal level. Get involved uh, in homeschooling or in Christian schools. Get involved in the networks and support groups that exist. Um, We we have to realize, folks, that this is the hill to die on, right? If they come after educational freedom, if they manage to undermine that, uh, it's all over. I mean, the tyranny is virtually inevitable. Now, I regard... Uh, homeschooling as a a divine duty, a divine calling, right? Uh, You know, when I read the Bible, I I see in Deuteronomy chapter 6, Deuteronomy chapter 11, God says you should be teaching your kids when you're waking up in the morning, when you're walking by the way, when you're going to bed at night, when you're eating, when you're sitting. uh, At all times, you should be doing this. And, uh, you know, I can proudly report that in Sweden, when they banned homeschooling, um, as far as I know, they didn't get any additional children in the system, except the ones that they kidnapped. Uh, Almost all the families either fled the country or went underground. Um, And I suspect something similar would happen here in the United States, right? Homeschoolers are not just going to roll over and say, oh, okay, well, here, have our kids. Uh, But I do think we should keep Daniel chapter three in mind, folks. Um, In Daniel chapter three, you got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and uh, they are ordered to bow down to this golden statue that King Nebuchadnezzar put up. Uh, these are Hebrew boys, they're, they're captive in Babylon uh, because you know God used uh, the Babylonians to punish his people because they were misbehaving and doing so many bad things. Uh, and these Hebrew boys, uh, they remain faithful to God and they say, nope, we're not gonna bow down to your golden statue. Uh, they actually say, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king, But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. So we should be encouraged, folks. Uh, We must not surrender on this point. We must protect our rights to educate our children and we must be prepared because i'm telling you the deep state is now preparing they're marshalling their forces for war against moms and dads and christian schools that reject the indoctrination and the dumbing down that passes for education in this country and increasingly around the world today thanks for watching this is behind the deep state i'm your host alex newman Till next time god bless you all they say i'm part of a global plan i don't think so it's too hot it's too cold you know what The weather changes. Here's the news, Dad. Nope. It's hard to tell what's real and what's fake these days. Ditch the fake news and always get the truth. Go to thenewamerican.com.